Thanks for listening to the Women Emerging podcast. Every week we put up a new episode with insights into leadership, practical leadership, seen through the eyes of women leaders of all ages and all sectors from right across the world. Our aim is for women to be able to say, if that's leadership, I'm in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and join Women Emerging on our website, womenemerging.org. That's womenemerging.org for more fabulous free leadership content. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Julie Middleton here, your podcast host and director of Women Emerging. This week's five objects are a really weird collection. A journal, a bear, a mask, a pillow and a board list. I'm beginning to wonder if this this series of episodes about big insights into leading illustrated by objects I'm beginning to wonder if this is becoming one of the craziest ideas there is. But, you know, when I first read Monica's list, I was a bit sceptical <laughs> about this interview. But, oh boy, the learning from them is fascinating. Here goes. Monica, you have one of the weirdest mixture of objects I've come across so far. Perfect. Is that because you're a sort of, you're an artist, you're a teacher, you're a director? You've sort of pulled these objects from a lot of different places, haven't you? I have, and I think I think hearing that, from you makes me realize I I think the way I like to live my life is to be have my hands in a bunch of different places and so I was as I was compiling this list of objects I I felt a little stumped and I I kind of last night I just decided I'm just gonna have to bring an object in from all the different places I like to dip my toes into so and I think that's what makes it special but there's a hang on the first object surely crosses all those worlds because it's a journal Mm -hmm. tell us why you've got a journal well it's my I have in my room I have this huge stack of journals and I call it my personal archive um and I've been journaling for probably I guess 10 years now pretty regularly and I think I it's taught me so much about leadership because I equate journaling with getting to know myself in a really deep way. Um, I mean, journaling, of course, isn't the only way that I go about doing this. But I think for me, I found that leadership comes in a much more authentic feeling way when I have spent the time to understand where some of the things inside of me are coming from. You know, taking time to unweave the things that I've been taught or the things that have been put inside of me as I've done that work I just feel like it's it's easier for me to come to a group of people and say let's do this or let's look at this or what what does this mean any of these things uh, it the curiosity of finding the truth of 
whatever is going inside of me, I, it gives me the ability to look outside of myself in a more clear way. And it's interesting. I remember when we first talked about this, you you talked about one of the things you discovered about yourself is is your your horrible ability to put people on pedestals, mm-hmm. which is, I suspect, something that a lot of women feel across a lot of different cultures. So talk to us about what 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 would that journal tell us about this this some um, pedestal issue the pattern <laughs> um yeah i i i have a i've had such a tendency in my life to believe that the answer is somewhere out there and if it's out there then it must be in another person and if it's in another person, then, well, first of all, where is the person? And once I find them, I will put them up there on that big throne <laughs> and work very hard to crawl my way up this spiral staircase and be told that I have I have found I have found the truth or I have done the good work. And the thing I keep learning and coming up against is that you can and should continue to go up the staircase but there is no one at the top there just isn't and and the the really sad thing that happens i've found when i've put people on pedestals and people who at that time deserved it in my mind they're wonderful mentors teachers friends lovers it 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 breaks away the humanity between the connection with between people and it and it creates this false sense of hierarchy of one of you having something to learn from the other and the other being the the all-knowing and it and then and then it creates this kind of impossible collision where there's no there's no exchange then there you know and but you also must become like a lizard sort of constantly changing shape to get up this spiral Absolutely, yes a shape the metaphors are confusing now but yes <laughs> shape-shifting lizard slash lion crawling up and changing myself for however i think i should be and it's a shame i i think it's something that yeah as you said a lot of women can relate to a feeling like they need to adjust themselves. I know I definitely feel like sometimes I adjust myself myself for who I believe I might need to be in a certain room or in front of a certain group of people. And the thing I found is that every time I've kind of boldly taken that belief away and just tried my hardest to be incredibly authentic, I not only feel like there's there's actually something happening in those spaces because there's truth being brought to the table but i also i leave feeling authentic and whole whole yes whole i didn't i didn't take a little tiny sliver of my left arm and say well this is me and this is who i'll be today that i i I come to the table with my entire self and some of that is a very unappealing and some of that is very appealing and and when it's all brought to the table it's really refreshing (laughs) i love that (laughs) 
I love, I love this journal. The um, go on, go on. Next object: who or what or where is Bear Bear? <laughs> so Bear Bear. My, <laughs> you my... mean it's repetition? Bear 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 Bear. bear. Okay, got it. <laughs> that was the name of a bear that my brother and I. It was my brother's toy. It was like his blanket growing up. It was his very important companion in all things of being a five-year-old young boy. And my job in this equation was to take the bear and bring it to life. And thinking of it now, it was this kind of maniacal obsession that I had to take this bear and tell my brother these fantastic stories of its past. And I was so obsessed with however I decided to tell the story, I would watch his emotions fluctuate. I would tell these, <laughs> that's why I said maniacal, I would tell these wretched stories of Bear Bear's past and the things Bear Bear went through in order to get to my brother. And I would watch my brother go into despair and, and feel these <laughs> really awful emotions. Or, de or, you know, I shouldn't say awful, just... I would make my brother very sad. And then I would flip the story and talk about the hero's journey of Bear Bear and how he's come to be who he is today. <laughs> I could see the theatre de de director developing very early on. What does Where does this take you on leadership? The way I've thought about this and how it's related to the way I like to lead and what I think is a really important element of leadership is is being is having this responsibility and awareness of the environment that you're creating I think that I go into a lot of collaborative spaces and the energy in the room is flat if there's just the molecules in the air aren't buzzing the way that yeah. we know that they can and and i i mean i i generally find myself to have a pretty fast heartbeat as a person and i think it's i think it's important to to create the space that you're asking people to sit with you in and create something in or investigate something in when people feel i know when i feel inspired by a space or an energy or a group of people, it it just creates this expansive way of seeing things and and working with other people. Um, that's not. It's to say a very I... different. It's a wonderfully different. It, I mean, on the expedition, we talked a lot about leading being about creating energy, generating energy. Yeah, and it, I, uh, you express it in a beautiful way of because it's an opportunity to create a sort of atmosphere and energy and microclimate. It's also a real responsibility because you know that you could create one that's deeply inappropriate one, couldn't you? You could get the, get the energy right. You could take people in all kinds of directions, including the wrong one. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, it makes me think of how cults are created and executed i think that the power of creating an energy a shared energy amongst a group of people is is a huge responsibility and and when it's executed from a place of 
care and curiosity and authenticity it's it's a very powerful exciting thing i mean and and it's it's one of my favorite things because so much of it is is unspoken you know what do you do go on what do you do give me some examples if i want <laughs> if you were walking into a room that was flat what would you do first well open I would the make... curtains open the curtains open the curtains open the windows <laughs> yep yep um and for me too it relates back to to what i the my object of my journals it's it's having an awareness of the energy that you're bringing to a room i mean i've met with certain people before where it feels like there's there's an unawareness of the lack of inspiration that's coming from the energy that they're bringing uh, a, a really good friend of mine and collaborator and i have a joke where we talk about getting activated before <laughs> before working on something. And it's not to say that I think the best rooms are high energy or or add or working at a fast heartbeat. Absolutely not. I mean, really calm meditative spaces also have that molecule feeling of just being an activated space, of inspiring the room to think expansively. Um so when I go into a space, I, I try to make sure that I know and feel that my energy, what I'm bringing to a space is activated. Um, and then you're not just going into the room to sort of throw orders around and tell everybody what to do, because that's not leading. Exactly. That's, that's creating some false sense of power and hierarchy. And I, 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 I think that's the opposite of leading, actually. Which comes to your welded head cage. And I did warn people you had some crazy objects. What is a welded head cage? Well, I have it here beside me. I, last year, I became very obsessed with these head cages that were used in the 16th and 17th century to essentially shut women up. Yep. Yeah block their ability to speak, think, I mean, just energetically kind of crush the vibrantness of women. Um, and while I was teaching through Bard College, this high school class upstate, I it was in a trade school. And the trades, uh, the school that I went to growing up was an art school. So I was fascinated by these rooms. There was a welding room and a car repair room. And so one day after I had taught the class, I was walking around these hallways and I stuck my head into the welding classroom. And it was a group of a bunch of high school boys and this male welding teacher. And he he was like, wow, come on in. And he introduced me to his class and showed me around. And he he was so excited by my excitement that uh, about the welding that he he said, well, after you teach your class, come to my room and I'll teach you how to weld. And so for that semester, I would teach my class and I I was teaching a art and performance analysis class. And then I would go over to the welding welding room and he taught me how to weld. And I And welding is 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 putting two pieces. Welding is the act of putting two pieces of metal together. Exactly. And therefore building machines that are welded but also sculptures that are welded mm -hmm. and objects and what you welded yourself a welded head cage yeah exactly <laughs> yes um 
And I, I think I equate this welded head cage to my journey in leadership because of a couple different things. I, I think the, the, my favorite spaces that I've wound up in have always come from keeping a really alive sense of curiosity and that curiosity has brought me into, I mean, I, I really think that curiosity is what's introduced me to people like you. It's just having this open childlike curiosity about the world. And then learning how to weld felt so important to me because for my entire life, I've thought about it as something that men do. When they get to the top of the spiral staircase. Well, they might have they might have welded that staircase together. <laughs> <laughs> right. Keep going. And I'm here to say that we can also weld the staircase. <laughs> um, maybe even build it out of some different kind of material. Um, and so learning how to weld, I mean, first of all, it is so fun. It it I I've never felt more powerful than when I'm welding and building. Um and it, and I I think that yeah I think to lead is to be very curious about where you're going where you're interested in taking a group of people physically mentally being curious about what other people are bringing to the table um, and then having the grit to continue on that path and and go in and take the class and do the thing and learn the things that you don't know um, and it just I it's almost I, it's almost the opposite of Bear Bear, isn't it? Bear Bear is is creating that sort of fizzly feeling and atmosphere and shaping what's about to happen. And then the welded head cage is prepared to pull your sleeves up and yeah. actually do the hard work. Yes, it makes me think about when we spoke about this idea of leading not being just a bunch of uh, well-chosen words and performance of how we will be brave and we will lead forward but how how are we going to do that and 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 are we coming from it from an authentic place where we're really listening to the people around us and and deciding what how we're going to do it it the the story you told me a few weeks ago of your friend who was working in the jails um this idea on, on how he was gonna on how he was gonna make these environments a healthier, safer place. And what what was the advice that you gave him? I can't even remember. Oh <laughs> well, I'll tell you from my memory, it was the advice of whatever you do, don't just sit around and talk about how you might do it. Yes, absolutely. And do do it and do it. Just do it do something and and then what you told me that he did was he he noticed that the the first thing on the list that the jail needed was repaired windows and and you know maybe maybe the the meetings of how and why and how and how again <laughs> might be helpful and and I think those spaces have a place of of real importance but just fixing the windows just fixing the windows i tell you there's a, it goes further than that he then said, this jail is absolutely impossible to run because most of the prisoners have had no sleep. And mm -hmm. when you have no sleep, you're really difficult. Mm -hmm. And he then walked around, talked to lots of people and discovered 
they couldn't sleep because there were no curtains on the windows. <laughs> so there was no darkness. Yeah. So the second thing he did was to order lots of um, material and get everybody to sew away and create some 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 curtains. It's a- it's 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 the practical stuff, isn't it? The welding stuff. The, they're getting your hands dirty, and 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 if the people whom you are asking them, if they will follow you, if they think that you're prepared to do the hard work too, that helps. Absolutely, yeah. Because I think that that again diminishes the idea of leadership having anything to do with hierarchy. I do think that in leadership, it's 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 great to have or essential to have direction and be willing to make choices. I think that's a huge part of, you know, the choice to fix the windows, the choice, you know, because there was a reason why it wasn't getting done before. There was a reason why they sat and were broken for however many years. Um, But being willing to then point out the problem and say, then let's get to work and let's all fix the windows is I think a place where true leadership can happen. Now, now I maybe we have to reveal just what a nutcase you are because the next the next object is a pillow. Now, my memory, you have memories of conversations with me. I have memories of conversations with you. When you said you went to bed and threw your duvet and all your pillows on the floor. Yes. And then slowly took them back as donations to your sleep that you should be grateful for. Now, excuse me, but what is this about? Well, <laughs> when I was, I think I I will say six or seven, I have a very vivid memory of, of doing exactly that, of laying in bed and having a very hard time falling asleep. And the tactic that I decided to use for myself was to take all the pillows and the blankets and put them on the floor and I would lay on the empty mattress and wait until I felt very uncomfortable and cold and I would then go into my make-believe space of people walking by and donating to me these parts of the bed that I needed to to feel comfortable again and by the time I got all of these things, all of my blankets and my pillows, and I was cozy in my bed, I felt so grateful that from what I can remember, I fell to sleep. Um, right. So let's, let, let's not analyze that really weird story. Let's just jump to why did you choose this as one of your objects that illustrate something about leading? I chose it because when I was thinking about some of the things that feel important to me, when I go into a space of leadership, One of the things that kept coming back to mind was practicing extreme empathy. Empathy. Empathy, yeah. Empathy for ourselves and empathy for the world that we live in and for the people who we're surrounded around. And I think that's a word that's tossed around a lot. I hear that all of the time to practice empathy, to practice empathy. I mean, it's almost, I almost hear it so much that I stop equating any meaning to the word and the sound of the word, because it's just one of those words that we hear and it's used. But I know that when I've had moments of really 
understanding that word and practicing what it means to feel empathy for things. It's opened up this part. It's kind of, it's like a, it's like a special lock to a door where things start to really become possible. You know? In terms of leadership. In terms of leadership. Yeah. Um, and that not being a performance and not being coming from a place of performativity, because I think that there, I've also been in spaces where there's this deep practice of empathy where we're all going to, we're all going to perform feeling deeply empathetic towards each other, but that's not what's happening. And those molecules in the room know that and feel it. And that's where things will fall flat very quickly. Um, so that's why I chose that story and that object of, of the bed sheets and pillows. I don't think it's one I'll forget easily. Well, you could try it tonight if you have any trouble sleeping. <laughs> I've never had any trouble sleeping whatsoever. In oh, fact, what I a have, gift. I have no memory of putting my head on a pillow because um, it's already asleep before it gets there. But um, but when it happens, which it's sure to, I will be thinking of you. And then you have this private, personal, little list, mm. which is your board membership list, isn't it? Yes. What? Explain that. It's your fifth and, again, intriguing object. For as long as I can remember, at the beginning of these um calendars that I have that are a part of my personal archive pile I this started really young I would go to the back of the book and I would in at the top I would write Monica Sanborn Incorporated which feels you know just so goofy and fun and I and I would take a little inventory of the people and I still do this um and I, and I write a little list of my personal board member list. And these are people who are my, my people. I, they're, I keep them close and they're the people who are willing and I feel have this deep way of being very honest with me. These, they're the people who will disagree with me and point out my blind spots and reflect back to me the things that I might not be able to see and I think this this goes hand in hand with the journal work and the analysis work that I believe so deeply in is is having other people reflect things that you might not be able to see that I might that I I know that I have so many blind spots we all do and I think having a group of people in our lives that we can trust to point those out to us has taught me a lot about leadership. And it's also taught me about the importance and the scary thing of, of being able to ask for help. I think for a long time, I was under the assumption that if I didn't know, then I was admitting to failure. And I had this real obsession with wanting to be very good and it still comes up often yeah yesterday I was putting together these screens at the theater and I was using the drill and I you know I'm just not that good at drilling <laughs> not yet and I was getting so frustrated and I was feeling like 
I don't like not being good at things. And I think that's a fault of mine that I, that I'm really invested in getting, getting a little better at, which is that we're just not going to be good at everything. And it's important to be able to admit when we're not good at it and when we need help, but it's hard. It's really hard to do. So I, so I looked to my board members to <laughs> help me with that one. And leaders need people who will tell them the truth, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think in certain spaces of leadership, I've, I've witnessed they've, they've done such a nice job at leading that, that people begin to believe everything they say. And, and I've been on the other side of those spaces. And that's exactly when that pedestal rigmarole happens where, oh my goodness, this is my leader. This is my person. They know, they know the all knowing. And aside from smashing down the, the pedestal, there needs to be people to, to let the leaders know that, well, why don't we look at it this way? Or I disagree with you. I, I love I love when people disagree with me. It makes me feel really safe because it's it's proving to me that I've surrounded myself with people who respect me and respect themselves enough to have an interest in looking at truth and looking at different angles of the crystal ball. <laughs> Thank you so very, very much, Monica. That, yeah, yeah, got to think about that. I, I will eternally have a memory of you lying in a bed with all your pillows on the floor, with a bear next to you, and a journal in your hands where you're writing out the list of board members for your own organisation. How about that? Um, and then you'll throw yourself out of your bed and start welding because you are such a practical person, a practical leader whom I certainly would wish to follow. So thank you so, so much. We're, we're coming to the end of this series of podcasts that are about the five objects. They are have been a total delight. We'll come to the end of them around middle of October because that's when the book comes out. The book comes out. It's hard words to say, actually. The, the book, as you know, is called If That's Leading, I'm In. And um, yes, it comes out middle of October. Very, very exciting. A little bit daunting. But it's not a book about leadership. It's a book that will help you go on your own expedition to find your own objects and um, I hope the book will give your expedition form and shape and help you to digest all the learning in a way that Monica certainly has taught herself to. Anyhow, next week, still a few more objects. Looking forward to it. Lots of love, Julia. To become part of our movement and share your thinking with us, subscribe to the podcast and join the Women Emerging group on our website at womenemerging.org. We love all of the messages you send us. Keep them coming.